AI with Sally, a podcast that takes a closer look at some of the most interesting technology stories on artificial intelligence and machine learning. We'll hear about the latest in hardware and software that has a big impact on the world of AI. I'm your host, Sally Ward-Foxton. Welcome back to AI with Sally. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Winbond. In this episode, I'll sit down with Omar Ma, DRAM Marketing Manager at Winbond, to talk about Cube. Cube is Winbond's new 3D packaged memory concept that puts the memory die in the middle of the sandwich between the substrate and the processor. And what are the implications of that for AI chips? You can hear that interview with Omar Ma later in this episode. First up, here's some AI news you may have missed from eetimes.com. Could a new approach to optical computing result in power-efficient AI accelerators for the data center? There are several companies already working on optical compute, but a startup called Neurofoz is proposing a new technique using metamaterials, a concept that uses tiny devices to produce unusual optical properties in silicon. The idea is to get around the limitations of current optical schemes by interacting with light on a much smaller scale, so the devices in a metamaterial are much smaller than the wavelength of incident light. Neurofoz CEO Patrick Bowen told me that metamaterials can make smaller computing elements versus today's optical compute schemes. Being smaller means you can fit more on a chip so you can fit a whole matrix on at a time because you want to avoid breaking each matrix into bits because that means you have to go back and forth to memory. Optical compute today also has problems with evenly distributing power across the whole computing array. To find out what Neurofoz has in mind for this, go ahead and check out the article on eetimes.com. I had the opportunity to visit Silicon Valley chip company Recogni last quarter. Recogni's AI accelerator design is for autonomous vehicles, and it certainly packs a punch from its 25-watt power envelope. They took me out for a drive in the demo car, which had a pair of cameras on the roof, and they had a single chip system in the boot of the car, running on just a few watts, doing stereo vision, essentially detecting other vehicles and predicting how far away they are, up to about 300 metres away. How does Recogni process multiple high-resolution camera streams in real time from its tiny AI accelerator? Part of the secret source is in the use of the logarithmic number system. The company has developed a logarithmic adder in hardware. On top of that, the company does some clever maths. They have a technique they call clustering, which allows up to 100 million weights to be held in the 16 megabytes of on-chip memory. Clustering entails nudging the model weights into clusters that can be bucketized. So they might bucketize 100 million weights into more like 4,000 different values. This is how they make big networks fit on their very small chip. For more details, head over to eetimes.com to read the full article. Also this month, Tens Torrent has open sourced its bare metal programming stack, Metalium. Similar to NVIDIA's CUDA, the idea is to allow developers to access the hardware at the lowest level so they can write their own customized kernels and fully control how workloads run on the chip. This is crucial for production AI workloads where small efficiencies can be multiplied by the scale of the deployment and also for scientific workloads. I also got a slightly deeper dive on the company's 10.6 core and how it works. Tenstorrent also showed me Falcon 40B up and running on the 32-chip Galaxy system and they finally made some dev kits available uh, for their first-gen Grayskull devices. If you're interested in that, you can read the full article on eetimes.com. Memory maker Winbond has been cooking up something special for AI chips that use 3D packaging for processor and memory. It's called Cube, which stands for Customized Ultra Bandwidth Element. It's a memory die with a twist. It goes between the substrate and the processor instead of on top. 
There are several key reasons to do this, including better heat dissipation from the processor die and the ability to put coupling capacitors on the memory die to better stabilise the power supply to the processor. I spoke to Winbond's DRAM marketing manager, Omar Ma, to find out more. Okay, very pleased to be joined by Winbond's Omar Ma. Omar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sally, and good morning and good afternoon, everyone. So we talk a lot about AI processors and AI compute on this show, um, but maybe let's start here by talking a little bit about what this AI megatrend is doing to memory technology. You know, what are the trends for DRAM in particular and how will AI workloads continue to influence memory technology going forward? Yeah, so we know AI right now is very uh, hot topic. It's a hot topic and very popular. And AI, as we know, needs uh, bandwidth. So you can imagine if, uh, like people, we if we want to be a smarter, the the bigger brand, we it's actually uh, the difference between human and uh, the animals, right? So bigger brands, so more memory, more bandwidth, is what we we want. The AI wants. So basically, that is why uh, the HBM becomes more so popular. But as for now, HBM is mainly for, uh, I believe, is for those uh, big computer or data center, supercomputer, such kind of uh, uh, machine. But as we uh, see in the market, there's more and more AI feature coming in. And not only for those big machine, but also for uh, the edge computing or IoT devices. So apparently those devices need bigger bandwidth as well. So that's why Winbound, uh, we so-called, uh, uh, we, we have some solution for that kind of market and to provide a higher bandwidth, a lower power, uh, lower power uh, solution for that kind of market. So with AI in mind, um, Winbond's come up with this memory design that you call Cube. Um, so this is DRAM. It's packaged in a special way for 3D stacking. Uh, normally in 3D packaging, we'd have the substrate with the processor mounted on it and then memory on top of that. What you're proposing is swap that over so the memory goes in the middle and the processor's on the top. Tell us more about how that works and, and why it's a good idea. Okay. I think that is also a, a very good question. So basically the cube is the name we call it a uh, uh, customized ultra bandwidth element. So the biggest uh, benefit of such kind of uh, structure is for the heating dissipation. So usually we see the SOC generate more heat than DRAM. So basically if you put SOC on top of the DRAM, they will have a good heat dissipation and also uh, easier for get out the, uh, the heat from button or on top. And also if you want, no matter, actually no matter DRAM on top or uh, SOC on top, the heat sink probably always needed. Yeah, Okay. so basically that if SOC on top, like I said, generate more power, generate more heat, that will make help, help the SOC to, to get out all the heat generated. And, and the second, um, because uh, if SOC on top, there's no TSV is required. So which means from the system point of view, the SOC can save some space. And uh, that's why we, this is one of the proposal we have. 
Okay, I'm going to dig into a few a few more of these uh, these features. Um, let's let's talk more. Um, but first, mm-hmm. typical when typically when you have these three D stacks, the memory is always mm-hmm. on top. Why is the memory usually on top, and and why hasn't anybody thought to put memory in the middle before? Yeah, so basically we think uh, the stacking I see uh, depending on how to stack is depending on the application or usage case, right? And that the technology actually already there for many, many years, no matter uh, how to stack the IC or the TSV or fan out, all those technology is already there. But the, the, the thing is that recently because of the AI, and not only this stacking technology cost drop, but also there's more technology, new technology like COAS or something like that, and new companies would develop or would build. So that's why I make this type of the stacking technology more popular and also affordable. So yeah. I will say that it is a combination of the right timing and also the technology readiness. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, so for Cube then, um, Maybe we'll start with the figures. What kind of memory capacity and what kind of bandwidth can you provide with Cube? Yeah, so since this is a so-called a customized uh, type of the, uh, device, so based on Winbound, uh, our technology right now, we, what we can offer is about four to eight gigabit per die. Mm-hmm. And actually we can do the stacking or depending on how big each die the density is, and how big density customer wants, so we can do either non-stacking uh, non or stacking. And also from the bandwidth point of view, we can do multiple I.O., so which means we can do uh, very high bandwidth from maybe six, 16 gigabyte per second all the way to 256 gigabyte per second. Great. Um, I think you said one of the benefits is, uh, is easier power dissipation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to dissipate power from the processor if it's on the top of the stack. Um, but don't you also need to dissipate power from the memory? Are we kind of trading off one for the other here? Yeah, so uh, like I just mentioned before, no matter uh, SLC on top or DRAM on top, it's always a one thing, one device needs to be on top. So, and yeah. also on such kind of uh, a, or structure or AI application because of the computing power is needed. So the heat will always generate. So maybe heating is always required, right? Yeah. So, but compare with the, uh, for example, the SRAN on top solution, DRAM provides a, a good option for customer if they need higher density and uh, also the, uh, the unit cost, lower unit cost. Right, because yeah. DRAM actually is a very small cell. So from density point of view, if customer think they need a couple hundred megabyte or even gigabyte, we can provide such kind of solution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can also put coupling capacitors in the in the memory die. Um, tell us about the benefits of that. Okay, so uh, right now I think um, uh, low power or green is the trend. Okay. So, uh, and one effective way to reduce the power consumption, it or say the easiest way is to um, reduce the operation 
voltage. Yeah. Right? So in the past, maybe you can use a 1.8 volt and going down to 1.5, 1.35, or even 1.2, or even 1 volt. But however, when you uh, reduce the operation uh, voltage, it needs very stable uh, power supply. Okay. Because not only the voltage dropped, people also want the higher speed speed going up. So by this kind of uh, uh, situation, the stable power is needed. And uh, fortunately, when uh, the DRAM cell is capacitor based, and so we can use this capacitor uh, if the design we have some uh, empty area, we can put more uh, uh, DRAM cell use as a decoupling capacitor, and that will help the power stability. Yeah, that's the purpose we can, one of the benefits to use the cube technology. I'm going to go back to one thing you said on, on TSVs. It seems like mm -hmm. um, if you don't need TSVs, if you don't need the VIA um, in the, the processor die because it goes on top, you can put the, you need the VIAs then in the memory. So am I saving silicon area overall and what, what effect does it have on cost? Yeah. Um, so honestly speaking, TSV, no matter which on the SOC or on DRAM, that will make the chip bigger. Yeah. Right? Because you need some place to have the hold the, through silicon via yeah. for that kind of uh, technology. So the penalty, area penalty always exists. But Winbond has actually, we invest our TSV technology. So if TSV is on DRAM side, SOC can save space. That is very important because SOC usually used more uh, advanced technology. The cost of the mask, everything is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And also DRAM size, even though the DRAM size becomes bigger, and which means we have more room to have those uh, so-called, we just talked about the decoupling capacitor. Yeah. We can put in those uh, area. This is, uh, I'm not sure if it's, uh, I think this is another uh, benefit even the DRAM dense area yeah. size become bigger. We can yeah. have more decoupling capacitor. And so from this point of view, the total cost increase might not be that big or even lower. I'm not sure because it's depending on customer's needs, requirement and the design structure. But that is one of the some benefit to have the SOC, uh, to have the DRAM with the TSDB. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, it depends, yeah. okay. Yeah, it depends, but we just tell you, uh, uh, show what's the benefit from uh, our side. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so is each cube uh, die, is that, do you have to custom make that for my processor IC uh, with the via placement and so on, or do I have to design my, my SOC or my processor around cube? Yeah, so uh, since the, the name is called the customize, so yeah. <laughs> basically not only DRAM need to customize, but also the SOC is also better to have a specific design uh, to be able to meet the, 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 the customer's requirement. So it's pretty much, it, at this moment, we will say this is not standard DRAM product. It's a customized DRAM product. Yeah. Um, can you tell us anything about the process when you work with customers to um, to design this? Uh, do they just send you their their files and you design it, or how does that process work? 
Okay. Um, I think right now the cube, since it's uh, a customized design, so basically uh, we have to work with the customer very closely. Okay. And also the customer right now we focus, I think it's mainly uh, is the uh, chip maker. Mm -hmm. the, the chip maker. So then they know they know what they need and we need to work them with, with them closely knowing what's their application requirement and then we build something for them only. Just like uh, when you need the clothes, you can buy in the, uh, the regular store. Yeah. Or you can find a tailor to give you a very good uh, material, very good size, everything fit your needs. Yeah. So that's for different uh, market and different requirements. So if, once the customer is ready to buy, um, do you supply it as dye? Do you ship it to the to the customer's OSAT or do they have to go down your route for assembly? Or tell me tell me about how assembly works. Okay. So um, basically we will do our job. Actually we are a DRAM maker. We have our factory technology and we since we work with customer closely, we can design a chip uh, DRAM based on their requirement. So this is a customized chip. Our, uh, like I said, our target customer is a chip maker at this moment. So we need to talk with them very closely. And then once we have our chip ready, we will ship our uh, like wafer to their uh, assembly house. And then they can do assembly house or their foundry uh, then they can do the rest of the assembly job. And we actually have uh, some partners. So if they have any requirement, we can actually not only manufacturing side, but also we can, Winbank can introduce some of our partner to the chip maker to see if they can, they can also uh, work with them. It's, a, it's not like one company, uh, one-on-one -on -one, uh, business, actually, is uh, we try to build a, uh, uh, a ecosystem. Yeah. You're pitching Cube for AI chips or for AI applications. Um, can you mm -hmm. tell us why this Cube idea is particularly suited to AI or to generative AI in particular? Okay, so uh, like we just uh, discussed in the beginning, AI requires uh, lots of memory bandwidth. So, for example, right now, uh, the HPM is a very good solution for powerful AI machine. And we see more and more AI feature will be implemented into the edge device or IoT device. So the bandwidth always the first uh, requirement or the biggest uh, challenge for that kind of uh, devices. But for those devices, they also concern the power consumption and also maybe the cost. So we believe Cube technology is a better solution for this market segment. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, yeah. you are you are pitching this for edge kind of segments as well, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because um, uh, at this moment, we the Cube we build is targeting medium to low density uh, market, and those market I believe for the edge device or IoT is very good, good enough. They don't have to spend lots of the money to have uh, HBM. Yeah. And also maybe, even if they have money, HBM is overkill. Yeah. Yeah, so, but for the real uh, requirement, we actually need to talk to the customer uh, closely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think we covered everything or is there something you want me to add? Uh, I think it's, it's good. It's a good start for the uh, audience to learn something uh, very simple from our uh, Cube technology. And uh, since we, we say the Cube is, uh, stands for customized ultra bandwidth, so this covers two benefits we can provide. One is the customized, the other is bandwidth, ultra bandwidth. So if there's any interest, I think we can discuss more in the future or uh, if anybody is interested, uh, welcome to come to Winbang and we will work with you guys uh, closely, yeah. Got it, thank you. Thank you very much to Omar Ma for the discussion on Winbond's Cube technology. And thank you very much to Winbond for sponsoring this episode. That brings us to the end of the episode. Please tune in again next time to hear more news and views on AI, machine learning, and the technologies that enable them. If you're listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com, links to articles on topics we've discussed are shown on your left. AI with Sally is brought to you by Aspen Core Media. The host is Sally Ward-Foxton and the producer is James Ede. Thank you for listening.